This is James Montgomery, and this is the Stinger podcast. You know, when you're playing football and you hit somebody really hard and you get this, like, shot up your up your arm and your arm goes numb and it feels like, you know, you might have, like, broke it or something? Well, it's that, but it's for your ears, okay? So today, I got a couple things, okay? So I'm going to rant on coaches here in a sec. And then I'm going to talk about um, – I'm going to give you a coaches list, my coaches list, and then – I'm going to talk about the top five worst firings in the NFL, something you've never, ever heard, and I think it's solid. I think the list is solid. And then I'm going to go into my tier lists. I I just did QBs and wide receivers. I'm just going to go into that, and then I'm going to talk about the AFC West because I think it's super interesting. I'm going to start off with my fantasy gaffes of the week. Um, I'm picking pretty poor starts and sits. My sits aren't bad. My starts are pretty bad. Um, I've pretty much missed on, you know, 70% of the starts I've had, uh, since I started doing this, I might just, uh, stop doing this, but we'll see. We'll keep it up. Uh, last week, I told you to start Latavius Murray. He scored 10 points out of the three backs in the backfield. He was the one that scored the highest. I'll, I'll take that one. I told you to start Hilliard for some weird reason. He scored 0.4 points, so that was a bad call. Um, I told you to start Gallup. I was starting Gallup. He scored me zero points. Fortunately, it didn't cost me, but he still scored me zero points. Uh, Duvernay, I told you to start. He scored six points, so that was, a, that was bad. I told you to start Chark, and if not, start Reynolds. He scored two points. And Rondell Moore, I started on my team as well. He scored four points on one catch, which was very disappointing. Um, I do think the potential is there with Rondell Moore, so I would just kind of hang on to that. Uh, Gallup, I'm not sure about. I dropped Gallup. Um, I kept Rondell Moore on the bench. I just don't know because that offense looks a lot better with DeAndre Hopkins out there. So I just got to assume that other players are going to get more production just by Hopkins being out there. So – that is something that you got to keep an eye on. But I, he's on my bench, but he is there, and I'm going to keep him there just because. Just um, yeah, so the Cardinals, um, they scored 31 points with DeAndre Hopkins, you know, before his suspension, before he got hurt. Without him, they scored eight. They were score, they were averaging eighteen points a game. So it was just a vast difference between him being on the field and him off the field, and that was extremely evident on Thursday night. Okay, the tight end. I told you to start Hayden Hurst for the Cincinnati Bengals. He scored ten points for a tight end that is not Kelsey Kittle or uh, Mark Andrews. That is a very good day. So I'll take that one. I told you to start Goff. That was that was bad. Uh, Maybe I didn't tell you to start. Maybe I told you to sit him. Because, yeah, I, I was kind of on the fence about him because they were playing the Dallas defense. So we'll just call that a wash. Uh, I told you to start Mariota. He scored 12 points. It was not good. The, the the Cincinnati Bengals defense is extremely underrated. They just they don't have any big names. That's why you don't think about them. But they're like a top five defense. Uh, Mur- I told you to start Murray. It was the right call. He scored 16. But, I, I mean, you could have started probably somebody else and, and got more production. Daniel Jones is on the waiver wire. Might consider picking him up. Uh, I told you to sit Matt Ryan. That was a good sit. He scored nine points. I told you to sit uh, Melvin Gordon. That was a good sit. He scored seven. I told you to sit David Montgomery. He scored 12. Uh, that's kind of a, you know, for a running back, for a starting running back, that's very low. But 
you know, 12 points is better than a lot of things you could do. So we'll, uh, we'll say that I would, I missed on that one. Uh, I told you to sit Mike Boone. He scored 2.3. So that was a good call. So, told you to sit Mooney. It's eight. He scored eight. That was a good call. Jerry Judy scored 12. And I told you to start the Steelers defense. They scored zero. So that was not good. At least they didn't do negative. Um, Told you to start the Broncos defense. I feel like that's a no-brainer, uh, so I'm not even going to take credit for that. Uh, I told you to sit the Saints defense versus the Cardinals, bringing back uh, Hopkins. That was a good call. So, you know, mostly bad. Mostly bad picks. So I am going to do it again. I do feel really confident about my picks this week, about my starts and sits. Uh, I hope you who are listening, I appreciate it, by the way. And if you are, just take it, you know. I do well in fantasy. I do. For some reason, I just do well in fantasy. I can't explain it. I don't really like it. it stresses me out. Yet I have nothing, you know, it's like complete, completely out of my control, really. And you're just banking on players, you know, playing or not, you know, and then if they don't play, it just sucks, you know, so it's just painful. But um, I do, I do know, you know, for my team, I'm five and two. You know, my two best players were out this – they were on a bye week, Josh Allen and Cooper Cup. So I was just crossing my fingers, and fortunately he had a bad week, the guy I was playing, and it worked out. And I have Josh Jacobs. He came back from a bye, and he scored like 36 points. So, you know, it, it, it worked out. Um, this week, QB starts Tua versus Detroit. Detroit has the worst defense. You play Tua, okay? Uh, I was going to say play Jimmy G versus the Rams, but – I just got a feeling that that game's going to be low scoring. Just got a feeling. So I would stay away from Jimmy G playing against the Rams. I know it's like normally like a like a like a layup. Jimmy G playing the Rams, but I'm I'm taking him off the list because I have a feeling the Rams are going to show up to play this game. I think the Niners do win, but I think they're going to show up and play this game. Um, I said Carr versus New Orleans. New Orleans defense uh, is just ravaged with injury on the back end. Uh, I think they're going to have to pass a lot more. I don't think J Jacobs is going to have as big of a day as he has been having. Uh, Goff versus Miami. Miami, um, believe it or not, Goff is a very good quarterback in Detroit since he's been there. Um, he plays very well indoors. I know he had a bad game this last week versus the Cowboys, but he does play very well indoors. I think I believe that he is going to have a good week this week. I believe this game is going to be a shootout. Uh, I don't believe Detroit wins. You can't. You just can't re rely on them to to win anything. You know, I used to be. A, I used to be a Detroit fan, and I, I I'm actually very proud to say I used to be because I I I am one of the few who you know just left. And and, and you know I, I feel like if a team's not good, just it's okay to just stop being a fan of them. It is. And you know they literally. I think you know if you go back, I think you you know to like when they first started. They averaged five game, five wins a year, and it looks about that that's what it's going to be. And I think you can pretty much bank that they're going to win about five games a year. Even on their good years, it was like it, they weren't even that good. So I'm I'm done with them. And it really came down to the Matt Patricia hire. I just I just couldn't handle it, so I'm done. Uh, my running back starts, or excuse me, my QB sits. Matt Stafford versus the Niners never has a good game. Tom Brady just. Not a very good quarterback. Well, okay, let me take that back. He is a very good quarterback. The team is not very good right now. Uh, I'm not playing him. And then Dak Prescott, 
they're they're playing defense really good, and they don't they don't really need him. And I don't think they're going to use him. So, uh, they're going to you know not have to rely on him at all. So uh, just just bank on that. Okay, uh, running back starts. The Houston deep uh, uh, Pierce running back versus Tennessee, I think, is a good start. Uh, J- Jamal Williams, as long as uh, DeAndre Swift is out. If DeAndre Swift is not out, obviously don't play. Uh, you know, borderline starter, I wouldn't probably wouldn't start him uh, versus Miami. Uh, most start versus Detroit. Anybody versus Detroit's probably a good start. Uh, Cam Akers versus the Niners is a sit for me. Uh, I got running back sits here. Cam Akers versus the Niners is a sit. Uh, Zeke versus Chicago is a sit. And David, even though he had a good week, David Montgomery versus Dallas is a sit. Even though uh, Chicago's offense looked competent this week, I'd still sit him versus Dallas's defense, who just shuts everybody down. All right. Um, wide receiver starts Mike Evans versus Baltimore. Um, I'm going to start him. Pittman versus Washington. I'm starting uh, the Indianapolis wide receiver, starting him. Evans is from Tampa Bay. Lockett, the Seattle uh, receiver, I think he's going to get most of the looks because Metcalf, even – yeah, he went out of the game. I believe – you know, I, he might come back, but it's – I think Lockett's going to get most of the looks versus the Giants at home. Uh, my top sits are the Brandon Cooks versus Tennessee. I think he's a little overrated right now. Uh, Darnell Mooney, obviously, Chicago receiver versus Dallas. And Amari Cooper versus Cincinnati's very, very good defense. Uh, I would sit those three. Tight end starts. You know, I don't understand why Taysom Hill doesn't get more respect. Like, I think I might trade for Taysom Hill and put him as a flex guy. He is just so versatile. It's like, I think he's an auto start. Like, I really do. I think Taysom Hill's an automatic start. You just have to start him. Because, yeah, you know, there might be that one week once in a while where he scores you like five, but he's I, I think the way you're seeing that offense is he's going to get a ton of touches. He needs to get a ton of touches. And he's played and he's listed as a tight end. You need to play him. You have to. He can throw, he can run, he can catch. He's gonna do one of the three. He's gonna do at least one. I get I bet you he's gonna average a touchdown. By the end of this year, he's gonna average a touchdown a game. I think he already is. He has seven touchdowns already. So it's like, and there's only been, you know, there's been seven games. He's averaging, currently averaging one touchdown a game. You have to start him. I'm sorry. You have to start him. George Kittle versus the Rams is a start. I know he has some bad weeks, but I think he's going to play good this week. Uh, Top sits for tight ends. I think Goddard versus Pittsburgh. Uh, I would sit him. I think they're going to spread the ball up elsewhere. Um, Ertz, Zach Ertz versus Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to, you know, I, I think having Hopkins there, most of the looks are going to go to Hopkins in the past game. Um, uh, defensive uh, defense and special team starts, Niners versus Rams. Uh, let's put the Niners back in the starting lineup here versus the Rams. They scored 22 points last time in fantasy. Uh, even if they don't have a good week, I think they will. I think they will. I think they're going to score about 10 points. Uh, New England versus the Jets. Until I see the Jets come out and beat New England, I have to take New England all day. Now, I'm not going to bet them because I don't feel good about it at all. I know you're supposed to take the number because New England just owns the Jets. But, 
until I see it, I'm going to just say that New England's going to win. Okay, so I'm going to take New England versus the Jets offense. Uh, Zach Wilson is not blowing anybody's doors off at all. So this game's going to be low scoring if it's if, if it's anything. Uh, I guess New England could technically run away. I, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I'm playing New England's defense this week. Uh, Baltimore, I'm playing Baltimore's defense versus Tampa Bay. And then um, because Tampa Bay's offense is not very good right now, my top sits are the Giants at Seattle. Don't play them. Arizona at Minnesota. Don't play them because Minnesota's offense is very good. Arizona had one good week. Do not – that's an anomaly. Uh, Bucks versus Ravens. Do not play the Bucks defense this week. The Ravens are going to move the ball against the Bucks. Um, so those are my starts, fantasy starts and sits. Currently five and two on the year. Feeling pretty good. Uh, moving on to my bets. Uh, I am in a competition or in a contest where I pick the spread of every single game. I'm not doing that right now. Uh, it will give you my top picks. But currently in my yeah, currently in my contests, I am 60 and 48 on the year, picking the spread of every single game. 60 and 48. That's pretty good. Um, top three percent, you know, top third percentile, you know, of everybody doing this on the ESPN app. Um, feeling pretty good about that. Um, my picks on the year are a little better, 63 and 44. My uh, my actual wins, you know, picking who's going to win, but. Uh, yeah, in the top 4% there, which is surprising to me. I'm very bad at picking winners, at least I thought. Um, t- uh, my top – my confidence bets here. So under 39 points in Denver is Jacksonville. I'm pretty sure if you bet $100 every single time in a Denver game the last two years on the under, you'd be a very rich person. I'm taking the under. Taking you know taking the thir- you know thirty nine under thirty nine points feels pretty good. Denver's defense until Denver's defense just quits one week. I'm gonna bet that their defense is gonna play very good until they quit. They're gonna quit at some point because it's just they can't. I feel like as even as a pro athlete, you can't just keep playing super hard all the time when your team and your coach are just not very good. So uh, until I see something different, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the under in 40, the 42 and a half in Chicago at Dallas. I think Dallas's defense just holds people down. I think Chicago, Chicago has good defense too. And, and Dallas's offense is nothing to be, you know, right home about. They're not, they're not very, they're not the, they're not very good on offense. They're really good on defense. Uh, Detroit, I'm taking Detroit plus three and a half versus Miami at home versus Miami. I really think they come out. With, I, this, I think this game's a shootout. I think, you know, maybe they're down by 14 late or, or 10 late or something. They score a late touchdown to make it a three-point game, and then they lose. You know, they end up losing, but at least they cover. The three and a half is a is a key number. Um, Arizona plus three and a half at Minnesota. This is a this is a tough one for me because Minnesota is very good, and I think Arizona. Uh, but Hopkins, man, it's just different. That team's different. And they might win this game outright. So, yeah, taking Arizona plus three and a half. Uh, I'm taking Chicago plus nine at Dallas. Dallas is going to ultimately win this game. Nine points is just too much for a Chicago team that's feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah, so last week I'm going to go over my bets. I went two and three. Not very good. 
but I am 13 and six on the year, which is very good. So I'm just going to hang my hat on that. Uh, my bets were Washington plus five versus Green Bay. They won outright. They won by two. Steelers plus seven at Miami. Sure enough, they lost by six. That was a good cover. Uh, but the ones that I lost were uh, the under 42 in Green Bay at Washington. I was off by like three points, I think, uh, or two points, actually. Yeah. Um, Atlanta plus six at Cincy. I took them because they were undefeated against the spread. I was just going to take them again. Uh, over 45 of Browns at Baltimore. Uh, turns out they did not score a lot. Game was, what was it, 43 points scored. So, you know, just almost, you know, almost got those point totals. Almost so close, but whatever. It's okay. 13-6 uh, and six on the year. And I'm going to finish with this. Um, New England plays Chicago Monday night, and I never thought in a million years that Bill Belichick, a Bill Belichick-led team, would lose to to a bad football team like that. Belichick is known for owning quarterbacks that are in their first or second year, just completely, just annihilating them. Like if you go back to like Zach Wilson, you know, even Josh Allen when he first, you know, his first couple of years just got dominated by Belichick. So if you just go back to to look at when he's played a first or second year quarterback or even just, you know, young quarterbacks, he just dominates his defenses just dominate. And uh, the bears completely shocked everybody. To me, that was a one of the more shocking wins of the year. You know, um, I don't, you know, people could say like green Bay sucking right now is shocking. I don't think it is that shocking. Um, the giants being really good is pretty shocking. The Jets being pretty good is, you know, the experts were kind of on the Jets about, you know, I, I, I would have never, you know, I picked the Jets to be four wins. So don't, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that I thought that they were going to be good. But um, if you look closely, you could see that the Jets should be good. You know, they had the, their last two drafts were like excellent drafts. So the fact that they are good is just kind of proof that, you know, getting your players in the draft works and not, you know, not having to pay people top dollar is, is, you know, gives your team an opportunity to be very good if you have the right, you know, coach and things in place. Turns out they probably have the right coach. So, I mean, those two teams, obviously nobody really, let's be honest. Nobody, I, I knew the Giants were going to be better. I picked them to have win six games. They're already at six wins. You know, it's like, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. So, and I know, you know, if you if you look at their wins, you know, it's, it, they do barely beat people. But you know what? They're still winning the games. So I think they're pretty good. I think, I think they're good. And it's kind of – it is extremely surprising. But you know what was even more surprising? Was the Bears beating a Bill Belichick-led team with a Bill Belichick-led uh, defense. So it's just – that was shocking to me. And Belichick is just not getting – He's 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 him and Brady are both kind of ending similarly where it's like they're just kind of arrogantly trying to keep playing and keep or you know keep coaching keep and they're just it's over like Brady should have retired you know I I know the NFC is bad but it's just like I mean it looks bad right now like it just does not look good for either one of them right now they're both three and four actually it's it's bad. Brady won his Super Bowl without Belichick. Like, what else do you need to do, man? Like, you don't need to do anything else. Just go and, you know, spend time with your family, you know. But, I, I you know, 
I think a lot of successful men would admit this, that it's just like they, they would rather just work on the, their careers, you know, and, you know, deep down, they would rather just be at their, you know, where they're successful. And I, you know, I, I can't speak for all of them because I know there's some good, you know, men that love their families and they want to go uh, uh, be with their families. But there's a lot of men that would just would prefer just being at work all day. I really I, I believe that. And I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for America. I don't think it's good for anybody. So it's one of those things where it just kind of he's the epitome of, you know, a successful, driven American dude. And not saying and I, I don't think it's good, but it is what it is. And he is the best. I, I'll never, ever think he's not. He's still one of my favorite football players. If I keep because I, I I'm always I've always been very good about keeping players personal lives out of it for me. Like Tyree Kill had that issue, that domestic violence potential issue. I still Tyree Kill still literally one of my like top five favorite players. Tom Brady's still one of my top five favorite players because I just I keep it separate and just the thing the the things Brady's done for the game and the the, the type of person he's you know the type of player and teammate he's been still you know no uh, nobody compares right nobody compares. My favorite player still is Dak Prescott because I think he's one of the more humble and, and unique people just with how he handles himself. And it sold it for me. Dak Prescott sold it for me. There's this video of him walking by a piece of trash on the field and he walks by it. You know, he kind of sees it. He stops, he turns around, he picks it up, puts it in the trash. It's just like, you know, he didn't have to do that, but he did. And that's something I would have done. And I just, I respect that. And this is James Montgomery, and this was the Stinger Podcast.